Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. My brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. And although his airbending skills are great, he has a lot to learn before he's ready to save anyone. But I believe... Aang can save the world. Today we will be discussing The Legend of Korra, Season 1, Episode 4, titled The Voice in the Night. This is a really good episode. It's a fantastic follow-up to the revelation. A really extraordinary a uh, quiet character piece for specifically Cora. It's just a very, very well done episode. Mostly all around. Like, it's not perfect. There's a subplot that I kind of hate that we'll get into in a few minutes. But for the most part, this is a really, really phenomenal episode. I, I love the arc that Cora goes through. In this episode of since learning and seeing with her own eyes that Amon can take people's bending away permanently. And you know, she is the Avatar. She is kind of more than anyone else defined by her bending. Like this terrifies her. This this really, really scares her. The concept of someone... Reaching into her and taking away the thing that makes her feel most powerful, most unique, most most like herself. This essential part of who she is. Like that idea of someone taking that away from her is horrifying to her. Like, she's genuinely on edge. She's genuinely scared of Amon. And you kind of see throughout the episode how she is constantly denying it, but keeps exhibiting those fears to herself. Like, she has that nightmare at the beginning, which is very, very well done. And she makes a decision to deny Tarlock's request to have her join the task force, and she's just holding herself up, herself up in Air Temple Island, just like, I gotta finish my airbending training. Nothing's more important than my airbending training. Like, she's cutting herself off from everything and everyone only for only when it's absolutely necessary. Does she actually have any form of interactions outside of Air Temple Island? Like, she's just traumatized by this whole thing. And is trying to balance that with her responsibility as the Avatar to go after Amon. To stop Amon. It's so great. It's so freaking fantastic. How 
this arc, this arc of genuine fear from someone who up until this point has been fearless. It's so brilliantly handled. Uh, of course, as I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, you have Tarlock's quote-unquote request to get Korra to join the task force. By the way, I love Tarlock. Tar- Tarlock's awesome. He's this great, like, slimy politician archetype that causes some really amazing secondary conflicts throughout this entire story, throughout this entire first season. Like, he is really, really amazing. Uh, But Tarlock just constantly going to Korra again and again and again, giving her gift after gift after gift. Uh, My favorite being uh, the car, the Sadomobile. (laughs) That Iki and Milo end up sitting in. Out of the way, Daddy, we're driving! (laughs) Beep, beep. (laughs) Like, they just get... More and more and more extravagant until eventually Tarlock just invites Korra to this gala and just pushes her into a press conference where she gets, like, bullied into accepting Tarlock's offer, into going on the task force. Uh, All of that is really, really phenomenally done. I especially love, like, when she initially denies it. Like, Tarlock's buttering Korra up, and it's like, we can go after Amon, and you can do your Avatar duty. And Tenzin's like, no, you shouldn't do that. And Korra's just like, yeah, no. Like, just out of the blue, even Tenzin's shocked by this decision. Like, wait a minute, what? You're, you're not joining the... I mean, yeah, I told you not to, but... I didn't think you'd actually agree with me. What? What are you doing here? (laughs) It's really, really fantastic. That whole dinner scene is really, really good. So, oh, also, there was the initial vote to do the task force. I love that, uh, that debate between Tenzin and Tarlock. Uh, that was very, very well done as well. But then Korra gets on this task force... Uh, there's this raid on this chi blocker training facility, which is a really, really fantastic sequence. And then this keeps building and building and building throughout the entire episode until we get Korra's challenge to Amon. She becomes so in denial of her fear that she's like, yeah, I can take Amon. You're scared, not me. You're hiding in the shadows like a coward. Come face me on Avatar Aang Memorial Island. Unless you're scared. And then just leaves. And so you get this challenge, and oh my god, this is such an unnerving sequence where you have this, like, Massive ring of chi blockers in the darkness that bring in Korra, that pull in Korra when she's on, when she's least expecting it, and then she like fights all of them at once. Like she's firebending at them, earthbending at them, and you get these like this like lighting up in the darkness 
stuff. Like, it's a very dimly lit, very unnervingly... Like, it's intentionally difficult to discern. It's really, really fantastic how they do that. Uh, how they use that darkness to their thematic advantage. And then, of course, they block the chi, and then Amon shows up. And Amon gives this whole speech about, like, our showdown, while inevitable, is premature. I don't want to make you a martyr. Because if I take your bending away now, then everyone will, all, all the benders will rally around their fallen avatar. So I'm just gonna leave you for last. Ah, so good. So freaking good. So, Amon just lets her go. Which makes this scene no less terrifying. Like at all. And then we get a brilliant, brilliant ending where Kaora, like, sees all these flashes. Uh, she thinks she's seeing Avatar Aang running up to her, but it's actually Tenzin. Uh, Tenzin checks on her, sees that she's okay, and then Korra just breaks down. Like, admits how terrified she is of Amon, and it's just crying her eyes out in Tenzin's arms. And Tenzin says the lines... Tenzin says the line, Admitting your fears is the first and most difficult step in conquering them. I, I probably butchered the line in multiple ways, but that's a brilliant ending. That is such a brilliant ending. It it's so, so good. God, I love the main storyline of this episode. The A-plot of this episode is brilliant. With Korra's fear. With Tarlok's task force. With Korra's challenge to Amon and how that plays out. With that whole fight with the Chi blockers. And with Amon, like, almost taking her bending away. But then being like, no, I'll leave you for last. Like, it's all this, like, very ominous traumatizing event. <sighs> but then there's the subplot. Then there's the Mako Asami subplot, which, granted, has some pretty significant stuff happen. Uh, we hear the significance of Mako's scarf, which adds some depth to him. Uh, we get the whole Future Industries is sponsoring the Fire Ferrets, which is a plot line that had to be closed out somehow. They had to get that money somehow. It just makes sense. That they'd have to find an actual resolution to that. And, and this does introduce Asami. Who I love. Who is an amazing, amazing character. In episodes following this. But my god. They introduce her in the worst way possible. I swear to God, like, if, if you are watching this show for the first time, and this was your first exposure to Asami, let me assure you, 
This character is better than her introduction. By, like, a mile. This character is a million times better than how she is introduced. This whole subplot is just a bunch of tedious melodrama. Like, it's setting up a love triangle that, quite frankly, is the most aggravating aspect of these first couple seasons. It's just... That's a whole bunch of pointless garbage that I kind of hate every second of. Like, oh, Mako got hit by Asami's moped, and then they're a thing now. They went to dinner, and they had a little carriage ride where she's like, I feel so safe with you. Ah, Bad! Bad subplot! I don't like it! Look, you you can have romantic subplots in an Avatar show, that's fine, but like, when you do it like this, when you put such heavy focus on it, to the point where it detracts from everything else you're trying to do, that's not good. That that's that's just a legitimate flaw. They could have spent more time on the Korra PTSD angle, but no. They didn't. They spent like a third of the episode on this goddamn Mako Asami subplot that I hate. I swear to God, like, this episode is better than this subplot. Asami as a character is better than her introduction in said subplot. This show is better than this. It's just for whatever reason, they decided to pile on the melodrama midway through this first season. And it's not great. It does not bear great results. But, whatever. Like I said, as a whole, this is a very, very good episode with some really amazing moments. It just has a really crap subplot in there that detracts from the experience way too much. But, whatever. It's good. I like this episode. I'm focusing too much on the negatives. It's real good. It's really, really fantastic at its absolute best. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we will be discussing The Legend of Korra Season 1, Episode 5. Talk to you then.